So let's talk again about um, your your product that you're doing right now, your your movie <laughs> Justice, <laughs> and also your tribe, your True Tribe production boutique. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, this year, um, twenty twenty three, some people call this their Jordan year, right? Um, I call this my year of I did it, you know, because so long I operated in fear. Um, and, and it's it's interesting because when I was in the military, I had no problems, you know, getting suited and booted to go uh, chase after Al Qaeda, you know, uh, doing search and seizures while deployed. But yet I come home and to do something cre creatively and to like share my inner thoughts and feelings with the world, I get ex extreme anxiety. So I said, this is my year of I did it. So I... I'm launching um, True Tribe Productions, my um, boutique uh, production uh, company. And under this company, I am the first rollout is a friend's film. This is her directorial debut of a short film called Justice. Um, and we're uh, raising funds for this. And it's a, it's a short film um, about uh, uh, a subject that is... Uh, happening way too often and still to this day with about sexual um abuse uh within the high schools with uh athletes and uh, young women and um this is a, a true event that took place with her um and so she's bringing this story to light and um i'm supporting her with uh, my resources and know-how and uh, we're collaborating uh to to bring this project to light um, so that's the very first project that's coming out under my company. And then I'm working on my uh, short film entitled Escape. Um, and it's a, a brief spotlight into the life of a veteran who returns home from war and the the ordeals that we deal with in a single day. Um, you know, dealing with the VA to our night terrors and dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder and trying to cope uh, with the things that took place while we were overseas uh, fighting for our country. And so, yeah, um, that's that's the thing that we're working on right now. Uh, True Tribe came from um, the, the idea that when I first came to Los Angeles, um, that people were saying that, you know, you need to find your tribe. You know, when you get to L.A., find your tribe, you know, but... In doing so, it's it's rather difficult because there are many out here that are opportunists, you know, and that will utilize you uh, for the resources and know-how that you have, and then they would like ditch you, you know. And so I was looking for a group of like-minded individuals um, who, much like myself, believe in camaraderie, believe in the creative process, the collaborative process, and building art together, you know, and not having a usury. Um, spirit, if you will, but, you know, supporting one another in this, in these efforts, you know, because this is difficult. This is not a, a easy thing to do to be vulnerable and to create. Uh, so I came up with the idea of True Tribe, you know, just to be, you know, uh, aligned with like-minded individuals with the same purpose in mind uh, to collaborate and to share and build together. Um, and so that's where we are today. And I really, uh, when I met you at Sundance, you were the volunteer of the year. And so you really are a very kind-hearted, sweet person. And I agree with you that as a creative, we, the part of being creative is being vulnerable. And it takes 
if you're not born in that environment, it's difficult to be vulnerable. You know? right. And um, and I agree with you that you do need a true tribe. And that's why I went to Sundance Film Festival, hoping to find someone like you. And now I realize they come home, like, I found someone like me. And it's just so great that you're out there doing it and you're you're really inspiring to me because uh, we're older <laughs> and we're both from Chicago area, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, um, Sundance has always been a part of, you know, um, my film journey um I uh, too. <laughs> when i came when i retired from the military in 2007 um i was first battling a, a terminal illness i was diagnosed with uh stage four kidney failure and then uh systemic lupus erythematosus oh my and um, i was undergoing chemotherapy treatments uh blood transfusions uh, dialysis i was on a kidney transplant list doctors had given me like five years to live at that particular time you know and I thought to myself um well man five years huh like what, what, what do you what does a person do with five years I mean well I didn't immediately jump into film um I was uh I was a youth pastor at the time I had just came back from passing the church in Europe for about a year um, and then when the doctors was writing me off and everything, I had a struggle with faith uh, and attempted suicide. Oh. I had a suicide attempt, but the gun jammed. The gun jammed. God. Um, and as as sure as the uh, the gun jammed and, I, and I, I hear God's voice, you know, uh, as clearly as I'm speaking to you right now, say to me that this sickness is not unto death whose report will you believe, you know? And that kind of quickened my faith and uh, changed the trajectory of my life. And um, with friends and family talking to me, uh, someone had made a suggestion. One of the nurses, you know, said that oh, I've been through so much because um, I lived so much life before the military and, and in the military that they suggested I should like write a film. And I didn't know anything about filmmaking i loved film at the time i just didn't know anything about the filmmaking process so i was like well shoot if i have five years to live so i'm gonna let the hell out of these five years i'm gonna go to film school i'm gonna go there real quick and i'm gonna make a movie and um i said it's gonna be the greatest thing that anyone has ever seen and then i was gonna pass away because i had it all mapped out you know i was gonna go to school in my last year of of, of life i was gonna make this grandiose gesture of a, a a dramatic feature and it was going to be like marveled as one of the greatest stories that were ever told um in the modern day era you know uh well that was 16 years ago and i'm still <laughs> uh, that five years uh sentence that he, that doctors had given me has long surpassed i did five years of chemotherapy um I've, i haven't had chemo since 2013 um the, the my second year of uh, sundance you know and so uh, i remember in film school uh, working on a project with this guy and um i thought okay this is it i'm done you know i'm done with film and then i went to sundance and i was so inspired you know by what i saw and what i witnessed at sundance and it you was like, so nice there right yeah i mean the the independent space you know, I had never seen anything like it um, until I went to Sundance. So uh, I attribute 
um, Sundance for reigniting the spark to continue the filmmaking process. Hence, um, film is my therapy. You know, uh, film became extremely therapeutic to me, the writing process, the uh, production process of it. And I started in post. Um, I started as an editor um, and then I went into production as a camera operator and, and a cinematographer. And then I went to uh, AD and now I'm writing and directing. So I always tell people my Clark Kent is post-production and post-management, but my Superman is writing and directing. You know, um, and so, yeah, uh, Sundance was a huge part and I, I gave Sundance by that time, seven years, eight years in 2020 when I won the Gail Stevens Award for Volunteer of the Year because I had taken over um, the Sun Homeless at Sundance private Facebook group, you know, to align volunteers at Sundance with one another to help find lodging and to like give them tips and tricks about how to navigate the festival. Uh, my friend, my great, great friend, uh, uh, Joe, Joe Rowe or Joanne, she created the group and she was like spearheading that group. Um, and then she took a, a brief hiatus and asked me to take over the admin duties. So, so I did that um, and did it for like a few years, but I don't know, maybe six years. I, I was m monitoring that group. Nobody even knew that I was even part of that group. Uh, I didn't, when Sundance found out and with me working as a, a theater manager at the Redstone Theater, you know, um, they saw fit to, uh, you know, acknowledge me and uh, award me that award. And it was it was a it was a great, a great thing, you know, and a lot of people kind of like really found out who I was at that particular time. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I didn't know anything about you that year I met you. And then the next year we went back and found out that's the volunteer of the year last year. Like Devon, like, yeah, like, oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that was, that was me. That You're was so humble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've never been a fan of pretentiousness or egos, you know, um, when you, when you grow up, like I grew up, you know, in the inner city, um, egos get you killed, you know, um, and then being in the military, it's, it's like I said, stated earlier, it's, it's about the collaborative you know, efforts, you know, and the camaraderie. And it's, you know, the quality of friendship and, and people as opposed to the quantity, you know. And I said, I wanted to be an example. You know, I didn't have really, you know, a ton of role models growing up, you know. Um, and so I said, I just want to be that to others what I didn't have, you know. And I just firmly believe that it's enough room at the table for everyone to eat. You know, and I don't want to hoard any knowledge or, or expertise that I may have that can help the next person, you know, because I'm not I've never gotten into filmmaking to be a name. I never got into this to 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 be a photo op or to have somebody run up to me to get a signature or anything like that. I did this purely for the love of the creative process. I love the creative process, every aspect of it. And um, I just love seeing it happen and, and come to life. So, um, yeah, yeah, and that's that's who I am. And that's what I love to do. I think wow. it's important that um, those of us that have experienced uh, trauma, it's, I mean, we need the outlet, you know, yeah. because if you hold it in, you know, that you're going to implode until you explode, you yeah. know, and you have no 
control over when and where that explosion is going to take place. And I just think uh, we owe it to those who come after us, you know, a voice to, uh, to let them know that you can make it beyond, you know, that trauma. You're, you're not, you know, you don't look like what you've been through. You know, you don't have to allow the trauma to dictate to you and to, to tell you how to live your life, but you can dictate to it and to show people that you can overcome, you know, and you can help the next person because I, I truly believe that your voice, you know, and what you've been through is specifically designed for someone else out there to hear, you know, now I can share my traumatic experience, but it, it may not reach the people that you're destined to reach, you know, so you have to share your voice and share your story in order to bring that next person up. And I just think it's so very important that we all just, I mean, with proper therapy and, and, and what have you, um, find the courage to share, yes. you know, what it is that we've been through, you know, so that way we can help the next generation come along. You know, when you have a little confidence, do it, you know, if it doesn't work out, you learn, but you gotta do it, you know? Yeah, and if it doesn't work out, you just try again, you know, because then you'll find out, oh, it wasn't much for me to be afraid of in the first place. Because the only thing you're really afraid of is, is your own self. We're only afraid of our own self, our own vulnerability. It's like, uh, because I remember when I would write my short films, the first thought that come to my mind was, oh, my gosh, they're going to know it's me. They're going to know this is me, you know. Yeah. I mean, we only tell people what we're willing to, you know, we, what, what we don't mind them knowing, you know, like I tell folks what I don't care about hearing anywhere else, you know, because I dictate or control the narrative. Right. But then sometimes, you know, you have to go beyond that, you know, like I'm, I'm a young man um, who experienced rape in the military. I was raped by a woman in the military when I was a, a soldier in the army, you know, um, I reported the rape and um, the higher up, sort of the higher uh, chain of command said to me that, oh, um, you weren't raped. You just upset because you can't remember your performance. So they diminished like my experience as a man, you know, because I was raped by a woman, you know, um, and for a long time I held that story inside. But I'm, I'm making a film about that, you know, called Among the Shadows. You know, um, yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's just so difficult sometimes to share certain things, but you realize that if you don't, if you don't share, it eats inside of you too. It's so very important. Like, um, uh, we've been on this WGA strike uh, yeah. for like the last 52 days, um, because these larger corporations and companies are, you know, um, getting rich, richer, you know, off the stories that we're telling, you yeah. know. We're struggling, you know, to pay rent, to feed our families while they're, you know, off yachts or what have you. So, I mean, shout out to um, Hollywood Hoodies, you know, who provided me with this sweater, Power to the Writer. Um, and so um, I'm out on the front lines every day. You know, we had a rally uh, just two days ago. Um, we, we marched from... Uh, Pacific Park to the LA Tar Pits and we had uh, speakers from every union come um, Boots Riley came and uh, spoke to the crowd and everything and you know so I'm, I'm headed uh, as soon as this interview wraps I'm, I'm headed 
back on the front lines at Disney to the picket lines, you know, to to picket for, you know, fair and equal, you know, rights as as riders and with the unions, you know, and stand in solidarity um, with those of us who, you know, tell these stories that uplift, inspire, encourage, you know, and, and, and build people up, you know, so it's, I mean, there's so much power in the written word, you know, and I think we should be fairly compensated you know, for for that, you know, so we can have like livable wages and, um, you know, a better livelihood. I remember right? when um, actors went on strike because shows were getting repeated now all the time. And I remember them going on strike saying, hey, if you're going to play my show, I should still be getting paid. Yeah. And they got themselves money that way. So when you progress along, you, you want to share something. That's why you're doing it. You know, otherwise we could be retired sitting there doing nothing we want, right? This is true. I mean, I I, I do receive you your grandkids. Yeah, I, I I could be on a porch in a rocker drinking lemonade, you know, fussing at the kids as they ride past and yeah, or yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> so, and I I think that not everyone's like that and i get that we're all here for our own purpose what it is we're supposed to do you know we're not saying you should do this or that we're just saying you know you know if you feel something do it because it's so important for your whole soul to just do what's came here to do you know yeah yeah and i feel like um we have enough like life experiences to to share our story um with the world it's like like I said, I mean, I served in three branches of the military. Yeah, and I was wondering what branch. 18. I did 18 years with a medical retirement. Uh, so I did three years Navy, 13 in the Army, and then I retired from the Air Force after serving two years. Total 18 oh years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, so I have, like, many experiences with the Navy. Um, I have um, several stories that I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to put out there uh, with the Navy and then um, 13 years in the Army I have huh, so many deployments uh, duty stations friends you know um, just shenanigans um, in all the branches it's just not as uh, uh, political as most may think um, say sailors soldiers and airmen um, we we partake in some silly 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 shenanigans and it's extremely comedic i mean there's just drama i mean I, when I, anyone asks me you know like i say uh i started in this industry in post you know so i stated earlier you know that my clark kent is is post-production and post-management but my superman is writing and directing um i would people will ask me well what type of writer am i and I was, I will always say, well, I'm a subject matter expert at drama. So I tend to write drama with a hint of comedy because sometimes you can't help but just laugh at yeah. the, you know, and it's like, this is so unreal that you just yeah, render a, a chuckle. You just render a chuckle because it's, it's ha ha funny. Well, yeah. we, we need more of that stuff about the military, you know, kind of, we just, we just need it in the world. So that military people also can relax a little too. <laughs> laugh yeah. at themselves a little, you know? Because it's hard for military people to laugh at themselves. Yeah, I mean, um, we're we're um, part of, um, 
conflicts and um, deployments that we not necessarily we don't necessarily agree with ourselves, you know, but because we're following orders. And this is just, you know, to all those who, you know, hold up the picket signs when military soldiers are coming back. It's like we didn't choose to go where we we went. Now, we chose to, to serve our country, you know, and for those that picket against us. You know, um, those very rights that you're using those signs or carrying those signs. With. I mean, we're fighting for those liberties and those freedoms. You know, um, freedom isn't free. Contrary to popular belief, you know, there are many who came before us who, who, who bled and died, you know, for the rights and privileges, privileges yes. that we have this day, you know, and many of them didn't do it on a battlefield. You know, they did it in the streets yeah. of Alabama, uh, Memphis, Tennessee, Chicago, L.A. Still doing it. And still doing it this day. Collaboration, not necessarily skill set, really. Yeah, that's that's what I'm starting to realize about the people I'm meeting. Is everybody just wants to help each other. We all want to create. So you help me create, then I'll help you create. So it's really good. And that's it's a great good note. community. That's a great note to end on. So. Thank you, yes, yes. Until next time, we can do this again. Just let me know. I'm, I'm striking, so I'm unemployed. So enjoy your strike today. We'll do. We'll do. Keep posting. I love them. I get the news from you before the news. Especially oh, yeah. the Boots Riley thing when he was talking yesterday. I was like, he's got Boots. <laughs>